I live across the street. My mom asked me to give you this. I'm not prepared for visitors. I'm a agoraphobic. I can't go outside. Hey everyone, and welcome to Our Slice on Film, a podcast talking about movies, new and old, some industry news as it happens in real time, and of course, um, some some pizza conversations, see whose city's got the better pizza. Repping New York over here, living in Memphis, my name is Michael, one of your hosts, and back again with us, of course, miss him so much, my our, our co-host, who yes, is it? who's back, 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 back again, again. Again, Brian's, Brian's back, 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 <laughs> back, back, back again. Tell a friend, whatever. Yeah, Brian, Brian's how's it going? Here. Yeah, good. How are you? You just played softball. I'm going to, we're, I'll tell you exactly what happened just now. You just played softball and we're both pretty tired. Just got back from a softball game and we got our first win of the season. Very exciting. So we're um, a little bit on the high right now. It's great. It's a good feeling. What's your team name? We are the Bio Guinness kind of like biogenesis in a way biogenesis okay biogenesis it's like uh it's like a steroid play on steroid pun oh i see steroids and guinnesses but did i ever tell you what my softball team name was no what's yours we are the fire breathing kittens you have told me that i kid you not i there's I, i was no part in that decision no no puns in your name it's just it's just a flat out straight out there name don't fuck with us Oh, yeah. So oh, shout yeah. out to that team. I mean, the kittens are actually undefeated, believe it or not. Yeah, good for you guys. Kittens are undefeated. <laughs> the Biogenesis are one and four. And Ooh, uh, sounds like the Cubs. We're, 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 we're ready to turn it around. But uh, but yeah, so I missed you last week. Dr. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Dalton was wasn't on that pod. That stuff is in my cup of tea. Not a huge fan of violence and gore. And then um, you pick this movie this week, and guess what happened? There is some. There is a little bit. There's a little bit of some horror. There's a little bit of some violence, and and my little brother recommended it. Jason, who's been on the pod a number of times, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I would love to be on." And just <laughs> where are you, Jason? He just like Loki ghosted me these past forty eight hours. Um, today he texted me saying, so I guess I missed my chance yesterday, huh? And I'm like, actually, no, we're recording tonight. Are you interested? He goes, what time? I said, 9 p.m. Central time. He goes, let me know. And then I texted him a little later saying, hey, we're on for 9 p.m. Central time. Haven't heard from him. So you're calling him out on the pod, calling him out hardcore. He recommended this movie where I watched it uh, a little bit because of him. And I thought it would be a good movie for us to talk about. And, uh, yeah, just low key. Have you, did you, I asked you to text him. Did you actually text him or no? Yeah. I Snapchatted him and I said, did he reply? Yeah. I said, do you want to be on the, on the, on the pod? And he said, what to say that it was bad. So L O L that's his only review that goes in there. Take it as you wish. I told you he would respond quicker to you. Gosh, he would respond via Snapchat. Wow. Jason, you're going to have like, he has to come on the pod to face you now. No, no. Cause you know what? He, he wants to be on the pod yet. He doesn't listen to our podcasts. That, um, that was revealed a couple times ago. I asked him a question. He's like, Oh no, I don't, I don't listen. I was like, what? Then why do we ask you to be on this pod uh, for so, uh, so uh, he's often? on probation. But, 
Um, so good to know we had Jason's review out there. We're talking, um, is it The Woman in the Window or A Woman in the Window? It's The Man, Woman in the Window. It's the terrible title. Yeah, it's, it's the, the Woman in the Window. The Woman in the Window starring A.B. Adams, Gary Oldman, Anthony Mackie, Julianne Moore, Jennifer Jason Lee, Wyatt Russell, Brian Tyree Henry, just like a low-key stacked cast. It's yeah, but Anthony Mackie probably deserves a little bit lower billing, I think. He's literally number three on IMDb, but I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, this must have been the easiest paycheck of his life. I so the backstory is apparently this was done in 2018, ready to be released. So it's okay. it's been sitting on the shelves since 2018, which I, I did some research. Gary Oldman was just coming off of Darkest Hour. Which he did with this director. Exactly, yeah. Amy yeah. Adams was coming right off of, of Vice, and Arrival was like a, a year and a half before that as well. Oh man, Arrival. Love that movie. Both of our eyes just glazed over with that title because that movie is just so great. Yeah. And then, I mean, and, and then Andy Wyatt Maggie? Russell. This is yeah. Wyatt Russell before he did John Walker, US agent. And so this is Wyatt Russell and Anthony Mackie before they did Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But again, Anthony Mackie was they had really no scene. Like, they had no scenes together. They had no scene together. But nevertheless, no. okay. Yeah, and actually interesting that Jason ghosted us because when Netflix did their um, little release that was like, we're doing a movie every single week, The Woman in the Window came up with Amy Adams holding a little camera. And I was like, man, this has some Hitchcock feeling. I hope Brian's dad would be down. So I was ready to, to face all the deals on this movie because um, uh, I, I feel some Hitchcock. I, I've got some notes on that. I don't know how familiar you are with any of his work. Not really. No, I just... No, I, I watched this movie at face value for what it was, and I, I have I have thoughts of it. But go ahead and talk about maybe the influences if you want, or or, or the Hitchcockiness of it. Yeah, I mean, so when I first saw it, saw the little trailers, right? It's Amy Adams peering at her neighbors through a window on a camera, which is exactly what Jimmy Stewart did in Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. He was incapacitated at his home, and he saw this thing going across the street. And the directors and creative team of this movie, The Woman in the Window, have come out and been like, this is not a remake of Rear Window. This is nothing like that, which I don't I don't know how I feel because I feel a lot of his his vibes in there. And actually, there is they show a clip of one of his other movies called Spellbound um, in, in one of the scenes and stuff. So, so they are very aware that what they're doing is is a little Hitchcocky in Rear, Rear Window. But the the stylization of this kind of jumps out as a whole nother another thing it it, it um, it's a little Italian horror which is which is interesting it's a little giallo but what does that mean what I've never heard that Italian horror so um, like Italy is is best known in their horror for the giallo g-i-a-l-l-o and it's like it's kind of like murder mysteries and guys with gloves holding knives and stabbing people and stuff it's, it's supposed to be very very colorful um, it's a little um, fantastical you know, a little bit out there, a little bit more theatrical in the killings and stuff, which I mean, you know, I don't we're not going to get into spoilers yet because there's actually some like this movie's got some really great twists, which is awesome. That's um, that's more M. Night Shyamalan than it is Alfred Hitchcock. But um, I, I didn't expect any of this coming in this movie. I really didn't know very I knew very little about it. Yeah, I knew very little about it as well. I didn't I, I, didn't, I went into this movie without even seeing a trailer for it. Um, I had a general idea of what it was, but I, ha I haven't watched a movie without seeing a trailer for it in a long time. So yeah, you're like king of the trailers in my life. I flip and love trailers. Yeah. Um, so it was really refreshing being going into this just clean slate. 
And um, I really like Amy Adams. I love everyone in this cast. And Joe Wright, I'm like, who's Joe Wright? I'm like, Edgar Wright? But then I'm like, no, 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 not Edgar Wright. So Joe Wright, like we already said, he's, he's got a decent resume. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, all right, this, let's see how this is. And horror's not my cup of tea. Thrillers, it, there can be hit or miss with me. And but again, I like this cast and I like a good twist and everything just seemed ramped up to like a 15. I, don't, I in, a, in a lot of ways and it, it felt really over the top yeah. and yet and like cliche at times and just uh, the tone was really confusing to me. I had a hard time getting on board. I, I'm totally there. That tone was like it's how how serious do you do you take it i don't know it, it really especially the dialogue moves real quick in some scenes there's some yeah. real fast dialogue that is i don't even know if it's important even when we get to the third act but like i i just was very disoriented in a lot of that in the in the tone where it was it's full force one way and then just pauses and becomes something completely else yeah 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 like like oh, I wish like this I wish, is one like, of the I think the last probably art 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 I'm gonna use in air quotes artsy kind of films like this that that we might have reviewed is um, shit I'm thinking of ending things. Okay, that, that was you know that was a little fantastical kind of like in your mind and oh, stuff. Man. Yeah, that was another bizarre. Yeah, you movie, really man. hated that um, movie so bad. Wow! But, now that you've mentioned that, I can I can see I can see what you're saying, and that only, make, only a little bit. Yeah, I mean, different make, style, but. That can make sense of how why I feel the way I feel about this movie. Um, I feel like I wish I wish a David Fincher did this. Like this felt like Man, David Fincher would you're have recasting liked. it already. You're already I, oh already yeah, David Fincher would have t- t- would have just would have took this ca- this cast this premise this material and he would have oh he would have devoured it. He, it would have been excellent. But no, he's too flipping busy doing Mank. Which is fine. Also I'm with never, Gary I'm never, I'm never gonna watch that movie again. But like, no, this movie it was it was just like Amy Adams cranked up to fifteen, Gary Oldman cranked up to like twenty. I have no idea what Gary Oldman was doing in this movie. And then Anthony Mackey was on a cell phone the whole entire time. And and who else? Brian Tyree Henry was kind of cool. Julianne Moore also cranked up to like a thirteen. <laughs> um, and then Wyatt Russell you know being a douche kind of like a low-key douchebag preparing for his role in falcon and the winter soldier so it was just like it was just weird it was just really really weird to see all these a-list actors doing really out there things i don't know yeah i mean but again this this is a delayed movie by like so much i can tell they were just like oh my gosh this movie not as great as we want it to be, but it still has the star power for yeah. us to be able to market it. Yo, let's not put it in theaters and Netflix. Let's buy it and stream it on there. It'll be a hit. You know what? When I opened it this weekend, it was the number one movie on Netflix, according to my menu. So, yeah. I mean, good call for them. And it makes it, this will do super well on Netflix. And I guess it has, you know, like not an hour 40 minutes that's perfect sit down looking for like a thriller cool great perfect like movie to watch at home but like i'm super happy i didn't go to like malco paradiso or whatever and spend 20 plus dollars to watch it you know yeah that's my take that's my take yeah i mean it's it's definitely a netflix movie like they they definitely bought it just for their 
you know, a movie a week type deal. Yeah. Um, and, it and, and this is, I mean, this is just so interesting of this, this thing just kind of sitting on a shelf and everyone else has kind of moved on. I mean, in, in 2016, uh, when this is like right, right, probably I would assume right before it films, the director Joe Wright had an episode of Black Mirror, which I don't know if you know about that. It's like a little, you know, technological Twilight Zone type deal. Um, and Rashida Jones was in that episode and like someone else really big. And it was like a, a, a kind of the same frantic kind of style. So it was so interesting to see him come back. And, and one of the producers actually, which was in the opening credits, Scott Rudin, um, just had, you know, uh, uh, a shutter release called scare me. That was really, really good. Like a three person, uh, movie and Danny Elfman is wrapped up in this for the music and stuff. So it's like, this is, there's a lot of money that I, I bet they just tanked. They just lost so much money on this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of talent. And I think contributes to the expectations of it. You have an accomplished director, accomplished writers, a solid premise, a good score, A-list actors, and I'm going in thinking, oh, man, I'm going to watch like a Gone Girl type of thing. Again, Ooh, David, yeah. David, David Fincher. Um, and, and, and so I'm like, or, you know, Jillian Flynn kind of kind of story. And I was just like, eh, eh I don't know. Uh, I found myself on my phone a good bit. But I oh, guess, no. like, oh, man, <laughs> I, didn't, I took zero notes on this movie. But I guess in a way, I was just like watching it. And I was like, but I wasn't watching it because I was like necessarily like intrigued. I was just like. I haven't seen anything like this before. This is really like a weird ish. It felt like, like a, like a soap opera at, at times too. Like it yeah. felt so melodramatic. And I was just like, what's, what's happening here. And it was just weird seeing Amy Adams in that kind of role. Yeah. Just, just, just going like really just going for it. Going for it. I mean, like no subtleness, like at all. I feel like, like it was, like at all you know cody asked me he was he was eavesdropping on the movie he's like were they trying to go for like awards reel with some like her performance especially she's got a good monologue in there i was like i couldn't imagine no like gary oldman's hair is pitch white and he's insane in this movie like this is not oscar's bait or anything is gary oldman like what's was he British in this movie or was he American? I had, he was confusing me too. I felt like at times I, I heard like a New York accent, but then other times I'm like, no way. His, his English is coming out. And I have no idea. What he was doing. Yeah. I, I was so confused what he was doing in this movie. Like literally as, as, as an act, like what he was doing in this movie. <laughs> um, and then, wow. Hot again, You're so Anthony, angry. yeah. And then Anthony Mackie, like good for him. Good for him. I mean, he's, how many Netflix movies has he been in now? Dude, again, I you're really hit, like hitting this Anthony Mackie thing hard. He's totally an afterthought. He's he could have been li- replaced by anyone. Dude, dude, you're right. And yet he is the third name on this movie poster as well as the third name on IMDb. He is a top build actor in this. I get, it. I, get this. it. I get it. I just I just He's a hot he's a hot it. name. I mean, I, I challenge you to find like a, a, probably a hotter actor right now in the game coming off Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's done This is I mean, before I even, that. I by no, but at this point, but it's coming out after it. So he's he's got brand recognition. He's been in Marvel for several several years now. Yeah. And and he's coming off of like he's in that um that that other Netflix show as well. Um uh, alter, alter carbon, alter carbon, or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he has he has a couple other movies in, in Netflix as well. I mean, he's just like a Netflix 
go-to, I feel like. Yeah, and you know, this this could be a, a good jumping point for Amy Adams, too. I mean, she <laughs> everyone's making fun of her for Hillbilly Elegy, but yeah. she did just get some screen time in Zack Snyder's The Snyder Cut. This is coming out. I'm looking at IMDb <laughs> now. She's uh, Dear Evan Hansen is in post-production. That's going to be a big hit when yeah, that well, comes yeah. out. She's filming the Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted. So... And she's a new TV miniseries too. She's got so so she's she's getting some work after this, which I is, mean, good for her. She she should have no problem getting work. She's literally one of the best actresses uh, in the game right now. But you're telling me, the woman who has done Vice, um, Arrival, Nocturnal Animals, Big Eyes, American Hustle, her, um, and Sharp Objects, throw the, that the in ma- there. the Master, Sharp Object, the Fighter phenomenal resume i don't even know how many times she's been nominated for an oscar an oscar but then the movies you just listed her most recent work hillbilly elegy Zack snyder's snyder cut woman in the window dear evan hansen maybe a chance but then disenchanted like amy adams you deserve better like what are you what kind of decisions are you making right now i think i bet amy adams had so much fun filming enchanted I bet she actually loved that. And they're probably giving her a lot of money to do a sequel that will probably go to Disney. Plus. I think absolutely. She's getting paid to do this. She can oh, but do I bet so she has, she has better. If she, if her and who is it? James Marsden. If he comes on back, like I bet that's just a fun set. Yeah, it is. And he is, he is back on set. And I just, I don't know. She, she can, she can do more. She can, and she's got some stuff in development, but I used to be push excited. yourself, Ames. Come on, push yourself. I used yourself. to be excited to see her movies, and I'm like, oh my god, you're, ca- you're, you're she's cashing out. She is cashing. So it's like she's just, I don't, uh, uh, whatever. Maybe, whatever. Maybe she needs a bad agent because I don't know. Maybe she really meant really well with Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> and I can see, oh god, I can see why a role like Hillbilly Elegy <laughs> and this, you look like you're reading yeah. the script. And I, I've you're never read yourself a, a little. Well, and also you're reading the screenplay, and I can see how it can be enticing. These can be juicy roles, but but man, I mean, you got got a Ron Howard film followed by a Joe Wright film, and you're just like, all right, these are juicy roles, decent premises, maybe some Oscar buzz, I don't know. And then the next thing you know, they just one just like the biggest flop of the year, literally. And then you got this movie, eh? I don't know, average at best. I don't know. But, it is it is pretty average for sure, but it kept me hooked. The woman, yeah, in the window. yes, yes, and I did, I did enjoy that the twist, you know, the ending, I guess. Um, although I do have, I do have a quibble. I it, oh, we've got a lot of quibbles. I've got yeah. a huge quibble. Not, not, a, not a quibble, but just you know, a personality thing. You know how it ended and yep. the, the visual of it. I was like, <laughs> you know, oh, but, yeah. Uh, let's let's yeah. so let's get those spoilers out. So we we really talked a lot about <laughs> probably what to expect out of this movie. So if it uh, if you haven't yet, it's on Netflix. Go check out Netflix, The Woman in the Window. Um number 1, I guess this this past weekend, which is I mean good for them. Yeah. They yeah, I us, mean they got a podcast review out of us. I'm genuinely curious how Netflix like calculates what's number one and what's number two or whatever. But you know, yeah, you're right. Good for them. They'll be number one this week. I don't think it'll last much longer than this week. So no, this will be like you just watched this movie. Are you interested in watching The Woman in the Window next? Which, <laughs> oh yeah, that sucks for me. Now I just watched The Woman in the Window, and now it's gonna be like, do you want to watch this thriller? No, I don't want to watch this thriller. You know what I did immediately after this movie? I put it on Hulu, and guess what was streaming on television? I don't know what was it. Mission Impossible. Fallout. Oh, fuck me! I should have. It was a phenomenal palate cleanser. I was wow. so lucky. I was like, ah, I needed this in my life. Anyways, 
So we're going to spoilers. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I got so much to say about Amy Adams and her trials and tribulations. All right, uh, go for it. Man, first off, are we really, really spending the whole time victimizing someone who's mentally unhealthy? <laughs> I literally, I like just need to know, like this woman's on the verge of depression, depression, like depressive suicide, real bad suicidal ideations, traumatic experience, and we're just going to fuck with her for a week. Like that, I, that's the plot of the movie. I just, I don't like preying on the mentally ill. Like Amy Adams is supposed to be agoraphobic, the fear of going outside of the home, um, which honestly being released after the pandemic is a kind of good timing for that aspect is, you know, we've just been shut in. We've watched our, I don't know. Do you watch your neighbors, Brian? No, <laughs> I do not. I also don't live in a high rise or wherever, some apartment to some nice complex in new york and manhattan so maybe i would around you things can happen in the suburbs this is also true no i do not michael to answer do you you live in an area now where i feel like you have prime time people watching yeah we have some real good people watching for sure we watch all the cars come into the (laughs) into the gated community we watch it i haven't Um, been to your place yet i have no idea what kind of view you have yeah i know okay okay so you have you have gate watching yeah we got some gate watching and um we're on the second floor sandwiched between the third and the first so i also hear my neighbors cool they do jump squats good for them staying fit during this time right above me it's so great um but yeah i mean and she's like super paranoid and like watching her ass during living inside and again i keep saying this on the pod this is a movie that like when is it set? I don't know, but it completely disregards as the pandemic has ever happened. There's no which I appreciate. Which I appreciate. Yeah, you know, I want. I, I can only imagine how many f- movies in the next year or two are going to be made in like in a pandemic society. So I appreciate these movies that are um, ignore that. Maybe we won't get a whole stream of them until like ten years from now. Which I'll be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. I just don't want it immediately. I want to have a little bit of normalcy in my movie going experience as well. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, victimizing and the mentally ill. Um, not great. Not great. But the primary, I guess the person victimizing her, that was a surprise. That was a surprise, no? Yes. I'd say this is the kid across the street, right? We were in spoiler territory, so we actually know. Well, the whole family. Yeah. So I were mean, they the all in on it? Ah, uh, yeah. They were in. On I'd it. say so, though, for sure. Because in the end, the, the detectives like we got them all in custody. So flipped up, dude. Oh man, like this is this is the the thing you don't want to see if you're if you're spying on your neighbors. I mean, yeah, absolutely. The kid is literally an aspiring serial killer. And, oh, he loves it. Ooh, ooh, and ooh, creepy. That is literally what like, he's. Yeah, and and then. And then, um, and yeah, so the dad's just grooming his son, apparently, to be this the serial killer. Wait, no, no. You said he's in on it. You said he's in on it. No, I, he covered it up. Okay. so, so I yeah, so, think, oh, hear okay, me out. Okay, I think okay. Ethan killed the real mom, Julianne Moore. We know that. Yes, yes, right. yes. Dad covered it up, and that's okay. how David went over to help clean up some boxes with a box cutter or a knife or whatever. I don't know. I can't really remember. And then and they, then, they covered up a murder. Like I think the family across the street covered up their child murderer. And then also originally back in Boston too, because he killed his mm-hmm. dad's assistant. Interesting. 
it took her 40 seconds to die when she hit the ground. Yeah. And so number one thought really bizarre. I mean, Gary Oldman in this movie absolutely has a type. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Super white women with just fake blonde hair. Jennifer, uh, Julianne Moore and Jennifer Jason Lee just could not look more similar in this movie. And, and it either means Gary Oldman has a type or they were just trying really hard to fake us out. And I, yeah. And it was just, it was weird. It was when I, when I sat down after the movie and just thought about it, I was like, that was weird. Really weird. So, <laughs> so you were taken by the twists. They got you, right? You were, you weren't yeah. expecting a lot of them coming. No, but I'm also, simple-minded <laughs> no i mean i didn't expect any of them either yeah no i didn't see i mean no i thought I, I and i think that was just good writing i mean there was enough red herrings and enough like misdirections that you know the whole time we're like man this this woman's going crazy she thinks someone's in her house then ethan comes at the end i've been here all week oh go back yeah, and think about weird. every scene where she heard something we're like oh she's just this drunk you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's it. I mean, what has he been just? Has he eaten? Has he been drinking at all? I mean, how has he been surviving? Dude, where has he been hiding? I don't understand. People do that all the time, dude. There's stories all the time of people finding like homeless people living in their attic for like months. <sighs> you saw Parasite? I did. Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, this kid did it for a week. Parasite was doing it for years. That kid definitely gave me some some sketchy vibes when you're first introduced to him in the earlier in the movie, the beginning of the movie. Definitely got some sketchy vibes from him. Yeah, sketchy, but now I'm like, but also, oh, he's reaching out to this random child psychologist across the street. I don't know. I thought I thought just the kid just had you know problems. Sure, and obviously he does. <laughs> you know, so from um, the beginning, he's a little he's a little off. But I was a little bit more sympathetic. I really thought Gary Oldman yeah. was the murderer. Yeah, I yeah, I, I mean that's what they that's what they really try to lead you to believe, right? He, you see him assaulting his child, you see him accosting uh, um, Amy Adams' character, and he was over. He was very aggressive verbally and physically, and uh, no, he's just just Gary Oldman being angry, which but just another actor who also enjoys playing angry roles. I feel like he's been, he's been the antagonist in several things. Yeah. I mean, that means um, always working. Yeah. I just, it's just, it blows my mind that these movies are now going to be on these, these, these top list actors resumes. And you're just like, man, really? I don't know. I, don't know. I think it was a good shot. I think it was like a, a chance that they all took. It's not like, it's not your average, average, you know, project. Think about this. This was done in 2018, 2016, around there. I forgot. That's like mid-MCU. There's nothing original coming out outside of the, the MCU as far yeah. as box office-wide goes. So this is probably the best I mean, thing that could happen for this movie. I mean, it's, it's based off a novel. No, it's based off. It's not an original screenplay, right? It's based off a book. and Which is based off of Alfred Hitchcock's real window. <laughs> yeah, so how original is this? Uh, yeah, which and, also, and I just remembered, I, I looked at my notes again. There's also another Hitchcock reference because the, the swirling staircase attic to the ceiling is very vertigo, along with double identity and misdirection and red herrings and stuff. So... Yeah, so I think it just adds to you guys. It is Hitchcock. Yeah, which I think just kind of adds to my thought earlier. Just like it was trying really, really hard. You know, I think Ah. even the old timey movies in the background, 
some of the stylistic decisions, directorial, you know, cinematography decisions, the lines, the over the top at it was just like questionable again, we're just, decisions. We're, we're just cranking this up all the way, and you're either gonna love it or you're not gonna love it. You know, and, you definitely gotta like hold on. I don't know. Hold your ankles and close your eyes when you're watching this movie. Like, like you just gotta go with it. Like there's a there, isn't there like a cut or a scene where like like literally blood splatters on the camera lens or like not like like the actual film like on the screen like blood like fake blood oh, splatters. Yeah, yeah. When I mean it's it's a very very stylized murder. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't really. I don't care for that kind of stuff at all. I just, I'm just like why. You know, you're trying, you're trying too hard. I, I don't know, appreciate it's, this. It's different enough, right? It's different that it catches your attention. I think, you know, there was, I don't want to go back to all the horror movies, but there was a, you know, Saw has been in the discourse. I went and saw the new Spiral movie this weekend. You did? Oh, yeah. I went to the movie theaters, mm, walked right over there from my apartment for the first time. Yeah. Pretty hot. Nice. Um, there's been some trash because I guess in the fourth one, they were trying some new like transitions and stuff where scenes were like being built together. Um, instead of just like a regular cut, fade to black, wipe screen or whatever. And I, I agree. I'd, I'd love to see a little bit more artsiness come like a little bit more, you know, take you out of the action. Remember you're watching a movie and then kind of throw you back into it. I think it was a good little in and out, which kind of follows Amy Adams's character in and out of consciousness and sanity. Because I'll be honest, dude, when they were intercutting a couple of scenes of her drinking with like snow falling in the background, I swear I was like, oh, she's going outside every night. Mm. I really thought I was like, she's she's up to no good at night. Turns out it was actually a flashback of her killing her whole yeah. family. But spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah. There's Anthony Mackie's 15 seconds of fame. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just didn't appreciate it at all. I, again, I think it just adds to the tone of it. I didn't understand. It was a I guess you know if you watch it as a movie, not trying to take itself too seriously, or just trying to pay um, homage to what's come before it. Like, all right, cool, sick. But like for someone who didn't watch the trailer and had an idea of what he was giving something to, I'm just like, what is this? I was like, what yeah. am I watching right now? So it was just it was just, it was just confusing. Maybe yeah. I don't appreciate it more on a second watch, but like I have no interest in watching it a second time. So now I just have um, like a more like a morally just question, I guess. Like. We're supposed to sympathize with Amy Adams' character, but she's cyber-stalking the shit out of everyone she meets. Do we respect that at all? Absolutely not. No. That's scary, no. right? I mean, she's calling Gary, like, of course, I don't know. She's a child psychologist acting like a private investigator. Like, that's what a PI would do. Yeah. Cyber-stalk someone, but I don't know. It made me the, gave me the heebie-jeebies. Like, literally, like, this is how someone can find me? Yeah, no, I don't appreciate it. And I think she... She tried to use his, she tried to use her occupation and her education as like an excuse to be able to do some of the things that she does. Like, oh, I can do this, I can do that, or I'm smart enough, whatever. No, it's just it's just uh, immoral behavior. It's not it's not what you want. And and so I guess it further adds to the point. Literally, no one likable in this movie. I I I don't like anybody. I can't relate to anybody. I'm not rooting for anybody. Amy Adams is supposed to be, she is the lead and I'm assuming the protagonist into a certain sense, but like, I mean, like you already mentioned, spoiler alert, she drives her car off a ledge and kills her daughter and, and husband. Which that um, sequence was, was kind of dope. I thought that, I thought that looked pretty good. Okay. When they, I mean, when it went off the cliff, I literally like held my breath. I was like, 
I mean, oh, wow. when she reached back for her phone, I was like, oh, I figured I was like, I thought what well, you would expect like a head oncoming crash, but not like a single yeah, take true. of going off the mountain. Con- I'm just like, Anthony Mackey, what are you doing? Grab the wheel, like do something. And he's just like, baby, no, wait, mm-hmm. no. And then he just drives off the ledge. And I was like, ah. And then Amy Adams, what are you doing? I mean, just like, don't reach for your phone. Don't look for your phone. It's snowing. It's dark. You're on a one-way highway. Is, I'll definitely give her character. She's self-absorbed. Ah, oh, man, not great. Not not great. She's also mentally unwell. Like this is. Bef- what we're, but oh, this I mean, is, I'm under the impression. Yeah. yeah, I'm under the impression that that it was that trauma that clicked some certain things. But like maybe I shouldn't cheat it on Anthony Mackie. Did she cheat on Anthony Mackie? Oh yeah, he screamed in the car. Something oh. about that. You were yeah. not paying attention to this movie at all. You're right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Man, so, and you were trying to go up against Jason this week without even watching the damn movie. Apparently, Jason and I are on the same page. He said he didn't <laughs> like it. Um, Man, I, I guess I'm the only one. So, yeah. Uh, things like that. So there's no one to root for. I didn't know who I was cheering for. So I'm just watching this movie filled with unlikable characters doing immoral things. And these actors who I liked not acting well, I feel like so. <laughs> I was just like, what is this? What what am I watching? It just felt like a movie that they cashed in, you know. I mean, it's they got they got that Netflix money and they're not mad about it, you know. It's I don't know what the rotten tomatoes are. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 51%. Dude, and and so like they're like, yeah, I'm cool with that. You know, for Amy Adams, it's a huge step up from Hilly Billy Elegy. So, <laughs> so she's heading in the right direction. But yeah, that's where that's where I'm at. I I give it an A for effort. I think it's it tried something real new and it tried something interesting and it was unique. Like you said, it you've never seen a movie like this. It's been a while. Mystery and thrillers are really hard to do because everyone, you know, that twist either has to hit or it doesn't. And I think this, I think, you know, if you're going to hinge a mystery, crime, drama, mystery thing across, it's, this is a good twist to hang it on. I'd say, you know, your family's been dead the whole time. It's been done, but also they've been dead the whole time, but you're right. You're not crazy. You're only half crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Again, it's just like, a it's a wannabe Gone Girl. It's a wannabe David Fincher movie. Man, you just hold Fincher up on this pedestal. Do you do you not watch this movie and you're like, oh my god, if this was done in like somewhat competent hands, this would have been really really great. I honestly think M Night Shyamalan probably would have killed this movie. I mean, yeah, he has a, he had a he has a roller coaster of a career, but he's heading in the right direction recently. Sure, I can yeah. I, I, I can get down with that a little bit. Um, but yeah, it did it just didn't land. I don't mind thrillers. I don't like horrors. I don't mind thrillers, and I don't know this one's kind of. Missed the mark a little bit. Um, Is there anything good you liked about it? Because we're about to go into the pizza question. So you got to, we, do we have any positives? <laughs> wow. I see the steam coming out of your ears. No, no, no. I'm trying to think. Um, look, she had a really nice kitchen. It looked like great production design. Did her table change? Wouldn't I'd be, be surprised. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and uh, throwback to Rear Window. I mean, Hitchcock built a whole city street. They dug out the basement of a studio and made a whole city street. So the whole movie was shot on just this one set. 
this is very, very similar. It's a one location movie. I wouldn't be surprised if it was filmed on a soundstage. How much rent or how much a month oh, is she paying man. for that place? I mean, is that three or four stories? She has a tenant downstairs, cool, sick, whatever. But I mean, and a rooftop? I mean, mm, that's, a, that's an expensive place. And in the week span of this movie from Halloween on, she doesn't have any child clients. No. She keeps saying she's a child psychologist, which I don't even know if I believe. I mean, she hasn't worked. That's a, that's a, good, that's a, fair, that's a fair point. I mean, when's the last time she worked? She's single. Not getting is Anthony. Think, uh, oh, and maybe, I was going like, to say, maybe there was some life insurance. I don't know. That's maybe, what I yeah, said. Yeah, but yeah. but David on the bottom can't be paying that much rent to keep that. It's in New York. I mean, that's a big ass house. And the movie does end with her moving and presumably selling it, maybe going out somewhere, somewhere cheaper, somewhere she can start a new life. I don't know. But regardless, that place was baller. Probably cost a lot of money. I wish I had a house like that. You have you have a pretty sweet apartment in South Maine. I'm I'm peanut butter and jealous. Yeah, feeling good. Um, I want I I just need your input on the most violent part, the the final fight scene on on the. Uh, you're freaking out already. Absolutely hated it. I couldn't Gar- believe it. Gardening fucking claw to the face. Oh my gosh! I uh, it was rough. It was rough to watch. And then not only that, again another decision I didn't like. In the face, yeah. and then the camera's just like, "Hey, in case you didn't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the camera on her face for like ten seconds, and it's just there, and and it looks so again, it looks so stylized. You just see it's so zoomed in, and then she's like looking at it, looking at the camera, looking at it, and it's just it's just mm-hmm. it's just impaling her face, and I'm like." Holy shit, what am I watching? And eventually I was like, are they going to take it out? Is she going to take it out? What the fuck? Is she going to, are they going to rip her face off? Um, So it got really violent really quick and I didn't like it. It did. That was such a hard turn from like just crazy little lady talking to herself to full on fight scenes in, in a stairwell. Yeah. Kicks the guy in the face and then down the stairs. Wyatt Russell tries to save today, tries to be a hero, and then he gets stabbed in the effing face, presumably. Um, and uh, yeah, then the fight scene up on the roof in the almost, rain almost drowns her. I mean, she should have died, not from that stabbing necessarily, but she's out of her element. She's outside. She's scared of the outside. This is some weak ass shit from the serial killer. I mean, if you can't kill an agoraphobe outside. Baby, you're just not cracked up to be a serial killer. I don't know. And it looks like he wasn't up for the challenge. I mean, you're you're in your elements. You have the element of surprise. You, you're you the number one seed going up against I'm a, uh, the 16 round one, and you <laughs> lost. So um, good for Amy Adams, I guess. She pulled, she had some tricks up her sleeve in the moldy, the moldy sunroof came back and, you know, yeah. yada, yada. So, so yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I really, I enjoyed it. And again, it's that style. It's that stylized kind of action that I do feel a little at home in. I, cool. I you know, twisted camera angles and different cut styles. I, I love that kind of the editing process when you can really see a movie is kind of really fine touched with some editing, and you can see a lot of fingerprints on it. I enjoy that, and and just like you said, I mean, holding on to that shot of that shovel of that you know fork in her face, that just to hold that decision to hold it for that, that amount of seconds with her action is like, man, it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. I really enjoyed it. I was just like, why? 
I know. I was like, why? I'm like, because to me, you said it was very stylized or it was uh, fine, cool, decision, whatever. But to me, I'm like, I don't think this looks good. Like, this looks really filtered or edited, like you said. I was like, what? Yeah. Am I watching it? Is, is this an Instagram reel that I'm watching right now? Like, what kind of filter? It does filter look like they, a TikTok a little what bit. Fil- huh? Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? Um, and it just lingered. And I'm like, okay, we get it. The thing's in her fucking face. All right. Let's get out of it. Um, I don't even remember how it gets out of her face. Um, Man, I don't know. Then she wakes up in the hospital looking like shit. And then everything's yeah. just fine. I mean, she was hit in the face and then she was drowned. Trying like, to get drowned. I mean, again, infection how she, from moldy roof water. How in the hell does she get out of that? I don't I don't remember how and she And it got looked out like the it. one on her neck was in the jugular. Yeah, again. I mean, and who called the cops? How did they find I mean, how did she just not bleed out in the on that rooftop? I I just they show other neighbors. I think there's a shot of her looking to the left and there's a boy playing the trumpet in the window across the street, right? Across the street. I know. I think, I think it, it looked like night. Like I thought it know, was like, if this is in like, New York, these two houses, the Russell's and Amy Adams house are surrounded by other people. What was it? 121st street. That's uptown, man. Like there's how there's bl- city blocks of residents. Where's all the other neighbors not confirming or denying Amy Adams story. I don't know. Or like watching, I don't know, a man fall through the fucking roof. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. How, who's not seeing this? A little unbelievable in my part, but I do enjoy a contained movie. We had a very a smaller cast, one location, bingo, bango. Not a horror movie, though. Just violent. This isn't a horror movie. I don't, I don't know. I don't What's think another I, movie that we've done that you've considered to be horror? Minari. <laughs> um yeah i would make the argument i guess yeah i guess it's not horror it's just trippy it's it's dark it and trippy confusing and it didn't have to be confusing and it was violent and the thing in her face was weird all right how many slices do you give it out of eight eight slices we didn't even talk about our pizza related questions what Dude, are you doing i don't even jumping think you come? have answers for them. i do have answers for them <gasps> I don't actually for best for best slice. I was gonna do worst slice, and I was gonna do that that fa- that fork in the face. So there was there was that. Wow, that was my best slice. Was the fight scene? Look at that. Is this a first that we have the same on opposite ends of the spectrum? Probably exactly. Not. All right. We need to watch um, more movies together then, because I feel like it could happen a lot more often. <laughs> I and also like my roots come in at like you know B movies. I love low budget kind of just just give your all give your passion and make it feel different and weird for the audience and that's why this is this was kind of a fun experience it was different and it was weird and it was i mean i, I especially when the twists started happening i mean i i don't know it's not a perfect movie brian but what was i can't, you just saying that's the worst scene because you were scared no because this is this unnecessary for it to linger on that shot because i don't think that shot even looks good all right a number of factors personally and cinematic cinematically um i mean i respect I, all decisions and opinions you have all right i appreciate that michael i wish i could say the same um oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right so do you want to go to who do you want to have a slice of pizza with no uh favorite topping favorite quote yeah i've already said mine i've been here all week okay nice all right so ours is in a very similar scene um uh this is the only one that i can literally remember that one that stuck out like 
I, he just wants to be. I just want to be there when it happens. Oh, that's some creepy ass shit. <laughs> yeah. That startled me. That startled me. That kid was creepy. That whole monologue that he's got is is when he comes that out. Was, basically, it was good. That was well casted. He's a. Uh, he's cute he's, enough to draw you in, but he can twist. Sure. Yeah. You know, oh, boy next door, friendly neighbor. My mom told me to bring this over. Like he can play that coin, and he puts that hood up. Which is and with a knife, right? Oh my god, I've been here all week. Yeah, I've been here all week. Just want to be there when it happens. I was like, dude, this kid legit like wants to be a serial killer. Good for him. We all got, we all have dreams. Um, and it makes it better because he walks into her house the first time. Like, why would someone need a child psychologist? I mean, yeah. what? Because like rape, uh, like or something like that. I was like, wow, this kid, this kid is gonna um, learn something. Turns out. No. Could have taken him under his wing earlier. Oh man. Okay. Um, what do you want? Who do you want to have a slice of pizza with? Julianne Moore. Because if because okay. if she just told Amy Adams her real name, none of this probably would have happened. If they spent all night drinking, why was she not being honest? And what? And then she went downstairs to the other tenant. She's like, I've been in this house before. Yeah. And then sleeps and then sleeps with them. Uh, they did bang, right? They totally banged. Yeah, because right. she only opened she opened up the door and the woman was crying down there. Didn't yep. see who it was, but it all comes together. Because okay. he was another good red herring too. I also thought David was in on it, but I don't know if he was. I thought he was going to kill no. her at the end. No, he knew a lot, but but no. Okay, fine, that's fair. Mine would be Brian Tyree Henry. I don't remember his character's name. Um, I'm looking it up. Detective Little. First of all, just a phenomenal character name. Um, second, I'm Detective Little. This is my, this is my partner, yeah. Sergeant Small. Exactly. Um, um, no, just a great, great name, but more so, just super chill. Just your classic thriller incompetent detective who ends up being kind of chill at the end, looking out, looking out for her, admitting his mistakes, and he's like, "All right, here's your phone. I'm gonna come back in an hour, and you know, it's not here. You know, um, so you know." Good for Brian Tyree Henry admitting his mistakes, trying to make Ryan, uh, make his wrongs right, and and uh, yeah. So I would have dinner with, I would have a slice of pizza with him. Dude, I'm I'm I don't like his character. No. Sorry, ma'am. I didn't take your paranoia seriously and didn't do my job well enough. So I pushed you to the brink of suicide, and now. I'm going to do you a solid by not letting people know that that's how far you got. Bro, like, oh, man, come on. He did his job so poorly that two more people died. Again. Best uh, incompetent thriller. Yeah, I know. But, like, don't try to make it up. By no, there's not no releasing there's her. There's no will. redeemable characters. There's no one you like None in this of movie. Them. There's no one you like in this movie. No one you cheer for. Not even Anthony Mackie. You were fanboying him for the first 15 minutes of the pod. Look, I love seeing Anthony Mackie. I think he's super charismatic and very likable. But I can only, you know, but a part of Anthony Mackie is like seeing him smile. He's got, he's very charming in, mm -hmm. in his facial expressions. And, and while his voice is very distinct, like, no, I want, I want to see Anthony Mackie. I don't want to just hear him over some raspy cell phone and then eventually see him hanging from, his car seat and a dead, you know? So no, it's not what you want. Look, 
All right, I get it. I'm feeling bullied because I like this movie. Slice it out, Brian. Good, Can we slice it should. out now? Can we I'm please slice it out? Do. I'm happy you like this movie. You, oh, I thought Let you were going to say you're happy I feel bullied. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Uh, so for me, like a slicing the, player. Dude, slicing this movie out, I'm going to slice this movie out at a gentleman's two. Shit, that's eight. the lowest you've given, I think. I think so. It's got to be. I think I'm turning a new leaf. I had a bye week last week. I'm coming in fresh, fresh with the takes, and and I'm realizing that maybe I've been a little too generous on my scores. I just got I gotta start utilizing the full range. And so this is a new week, new Brian. And yeah, I'm coming in low with a two, and I'm not mad about it. Wow. How about you? Wow, I'm I'm closer to a four and a half, five. Cool. Okay. So still, so still pretty low, which is just about, you know, it's on IMDb at 5.8 out of 10. So kind of a little similar. I can't do fractions, but I mean, it's, it's not perfect. It's, you know, the dialogue was way too fast. I think they could have probably lost one twist to make it a little smoother. Yeah. But everything, like I, I thought it was pretty, I kind of like enjoyed watching it, like looking at it. I also played it with the subtitles so on the line, sorry, Anna, your family's dead. I read it before I heard it. Okay. That kind of twisted it up for me. Yeah, that's a rookie mistake on your part. Subtitles, man. Gosh darn it. Mm. Um, All well, right, cool. so a two and a four and a half. That averages out to about a three and a 2.5. 3.25. Could you please stop using halves? Um, I'll stop using halves when your softball team starts winning games. Uh, we just won today, so there you go. All right, hmm. that has been um, our slice on The Woman in the Window. Check it out on Netflix um, or don't. I don't know. Or Your don't. call. Uh, if you're locked inside and you're agoraphobe, maybe it's this is the movie for you. Um, all right. Content. Uh, do we have any last slices, Michael? You know, it's been a it's just been a busy week. I think the only thing I want to touch on is the Knives Out two cast is throwing hands like crazy. Who else yeah. is? I think I'm about to get a call. I that'd be sick. Um, yeah, it's stacked. The first movie had a stacked cast, and it was tremendously successful. Unlike the movie we just reviewed, and now, yeah, it's it, this movie's coming out. I think David Bautista, off the top of my head, David Bautista, Janelle Monae. Uh, there's two more. Daniel ones. Craig's back in. Catherine oh, Hahn. Yeah, yeah Catherine Hahn. Yes, yes. I mean, uh, oh, it's gonna be so great. Here for it. Here, yeah. I think Lakeith is coming back, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, so I'm here for it. It's Ryan Johnson's back at the helm. I mean, these are the kind of sequels you want. You know, like this yeah. is great. This is good stuff. Not disenchanted. You're not ready for that. No. Sing two is coming out. Great little animals singing like a Glee great. club. No, I'm here for the. Uh, I'm here for Knives Out too. That was one of the better movies of that year when it came out. I love Daniel Craig. Just yeah, Daniel Craig went out there, and it worked. Like he, yeah. but like, Amy Amy Adams went out there, and it didn't work. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Daniel Craig is fun. It's cool seeing Daniel Craig doing um, non Bond things. I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to Daniel Craig post Bond. Dude, Daniel Craig was like, you know what? I've had enough of this Bond bullshit. I'm going to start a new franchise about knives. <laughs> and then there he went. Yeah, and it's working out. 
And have you seen him in Logan Lucky? Have you seen Logan Lucky? It's, yes. Uh, yeah. He's, he's fun. And he's that. fun in that too. He's 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 showcasing his range a little bit and yeah. I, going against type. I think. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I'm digging it. I'm really digging it. With that being said, I'm also looking forward to No Time to Die coming out later this year. Pumped for that last film. We're so getting a lot of mysteries coming through the grapevine. I, I think it's 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 interesting on the on the mystery train because there's supposed to be a new. What's the new Agatha Christie movie? Oh, Death on the Nile. Yeah, I think With Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh again. It's having a Branagh hard time though. I think um, Every, if it's going to be like the woman in the window, it'll be delayed three years. Yeah, and I think they're also having a hard time navigate the army hammer of it all. So, <laughs> oh, <I'm>, that cannibal. <laughs> yeah, I. So I think they're trying to figure out what to do with it exactly. So we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, we almost put "Call Me by Your Name" on the other night, but then we were like, "Oh wait, there's it, a cannibal instant, vampire." In this. Instantly unwatchable. They were supposed <laughs> to make a sequel to that movie, and I guess it's just not going to happen, huh? The book's great. We both read the book sequel. Is it the same characters? The same old army? Yeah. Yeah. More, so a lot more AIDS. I th- I think. Are they just going to do like a total recast? You think? You can't. Oh man, I don't even know if Timmy will come back. Yeah. He's just gonna be riding Dune for the rest of his life. I mean, that kid. That night, I shouldn't say that kid. That guy can literally do anything he wants. I mean, he's on top of the world. Yeah. Oh, Timmy. What's your last slice, Brian? Um. Do you have ones? It's, it's orientation season, <laughs> so that starts this week. See, so you just spat out your drink. Yeah, Brian. Um, I told you we got to be up in the morning. Transfer yep. students. Transfer students. Woo! So I'll be up early. Michael will be up early. And it's it's go time the rest of the summer. We literally just got to get through this week. Once I get through this week, I know that we I can do it. And then and then it'll run itself. But yeah, you've been I, gearing up for this for a while. This is like, folks, this is Brian's job. He's like, this is go time. Yeah, we'll see what happens. My first time doing it. It's in a pandemic. There are four different schedules happening. It'll be interesting. It'll be a ride, but uh, check back next week. Well. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Then the Cubs Cardinals play this weekend for the first time all season. So my plan is the session orientation will end on Friday and then treat yourself. You're going to watch or you're going to go? Oh, I'm not going to go. I'll watch that. I'm going I'm to watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to post yeah. up shop somewhere in town and because the games are blacked out on MLB TV here in Memphis. So I need to, go, I need to watch it here somewhere anyways, unless it's shown on Hulu Live. Nevertheless, I would like to go somewhere and just post up somewhere and uh, have a few beers, some good appetizers, and hopefully watch my Cubs take home a, a, a series win. Well, good luck to those Cubs. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I saw today your Yankees. Hmm. Garrett Cole broke the record that was set like a week or two ago with most strikeouts, consecutive most rec- consecutive strikeouts without recording a walk. I think it was he's, he it just – he hit it at 62. I think it just ended. He's a which beast. is insane, insane to have 62 strikeouts with a recording without recording a walk. So we're um, a fucking machine up north. That's why he's really, really good. Yankees seem to be catching their stride a little bit. Although they traded away my uh, former Bradley Brave um, alum. I know you're really proud of that connection. I know, but now he's with the Giants and he's doing. And he's allowed to grow facial hair again. So good for him. Good for oh, him. Oh, good. Yeah, Giants. Just casually across the country. I follow his wife on Instagram. We studied abroad together one year. Um, Dude, so, get him on the yeah. pod. Probably won't happen. Um, but you know, we'll see. 
Who knows? Maybe he's a big The Woman in the Window fan. We could talk about it again with him. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our slice on film, everyone. I think that's a good space to have. <laughs> My neighbor Jane, she's been stabbed. NYPD. Why is he here? Mr. Russell believes that you made a mistake. You have never met my wife. We spent the evening together. I'm Jane Russell. She's not Jane. I know what I saw. Your doctor said that your meds can cause hallucinations. Why are you protecting them? 